Somebody operating a steam. It's going to connect. Here Here we go. We got music coming for the audience, I think. We should have. There it is. There it is. Tax the rich, feed the poor. Tell there are no rich no more. And that officially kicks off the week of November the 15th here on the old radio ranch. And uh, let me see if I can get this volume turned down. We'll find out who's who's got that uh, noise in the background that's messing around there. I think that's stopped. Let me see if I can get this down. That ought to be good. And so I can welcome all you folks to the old radio ranch here on the Monday edition. And the date stamp is November the 15th. Who is A.B.? Jay, who? Let's see who. Where's that noise coming from? Somebody's got a mic open, and you got you got rustling around, and your cell phones. These microphones are incredibly, incredibly sensitive, and it's very distracting. So, uh, whoever's doing that, could you please hit the mic and, and, and mute off? I'd appreciate it. Thank you very much. Let's see what else is going on here, boy. I'll tell you what. You can tell it's a Monday. Um, I don't recognize that. So, Roger Sales with you here on, as I said, the November 15th edition starts the week of, uh, I guess, this week right here before Thanksgiving. And uh, I think in that next week, it would seem to be a big time of the year. Interesting stuff happening. Of course, we're on the Eurofolk Radio Network, and we follow uh, Mr. Andrew Carrington Hitchcock's program with Malithicus this morning. The Limeys. I got that straight, Jeff, I think. And uh, so uh, let's see. I don't know. It's been a pretty good weekend. I hope everybody had a good weekend this weekend. We had a nice show yesterday with Brent, and uh, Thumper had Brent stay over a bit. Let me see if I can get this thing straightened out. He had uh, Brent stay over into Thumper's show, and we got into some nice discussion yesterday. And seems like uh, Brent had been researching for a phrase that he remembered from Brown versus Board, and so we got into a nice little abbreviated discussion on Brown v. Board and what it did and how important it was and all those kind of things. So uh, Saturday, pretty good, just hung around the house, watched a little college football, and uh, that's about it. So uh, I hope everybody had a good weekend. There's been, I guess, some stuff happening over the weekend. Um, I think it's interesting. I watched uh, most of the uh, interview with Martin Armstrong yesterday with our buddy Greg Hunter, not our buddy, but Mr. Greg Hunter, excuse me, from uh, usawatchdog.com. And uh, interestingly enough, even though you can tell from Martin, he's got all kinds of, he's a pretty interesting character. I've never followed him very closely. Particularly, I guess he was in, was he in jail or something? He started reading all this stuff and started putting together his own ideas of how the system structured and worked. And he's uh, parlayed that into being a consultant for countries uh, uh, with his limited understanding of how the system structured and works. I can't imagine that he's been real successful at that, but evidently he has. Um, 
he had some kind of a conference down in Orlando with uh, 30,000 people. I don't think there were 30,000 there, but hooked up uh, on the Internet and whatnot, and a number of people present uh, at the function. So, uh, But the interesting part about that is he's got his own computer program. I think it's called Socrates. Is anybody familiar with Martin stuff enough to know that rings a bell? I think it's Socrates is what he calls it. They refer to it several times in the interview, uh, if you haven't watched it. And uh, Socrates tells him they've already lost. So even Martin Armstrong, who doesn't understand the whole system completely and the way it's structured, you can tell by his comments uh, and how he explains things. Um, his computer system says they've lost. I've been feeling that they've lost for a long time just simply because of the exposure level uh, that they've gotten at this point and it's growing rapidly and they're hitting all kinds of roadblocks and you know little little things like we talked about Friday evidence by YouTube is having to take all the the thumbs down things off all videos simply because it's so prevalent on the Biden videos and all these little lefty Roger, uh, communists. Pardon me? Who is this guy? Is he uh, farming data kind of like Cliff High does? He, Martin Armstrong, I believe, he's got quite a reputation. A lot of people what, should keep giving me these stupid messages. Hold on just a second. Uh, you have a microphone, you stupid idiots. My microphone's working just fine. Would you please stop? Um, this hasn't been a good morning for me so far, Jeff. Uh, Martin Armstrong was a guy, I believe he was, I don't remember if he was in jail or something, but he started doing a bunch of studying um, and has come out with uh, uh, that people really respect the guy, you know, and uh I'm just I'm not a big enough fan of his to be able to give you the whole thing. I've heard uh, Brent talked okay. about it before, but anyway, he's got quite an international reputation, and a lot of countries use him as a consultant and all this stuff, and supposedly really uh, specializes in a lot of financial things. And he's got this computer program called Socrates. Greg Hunter has him on occasionally. Um, you can listen to his interview and tell that he doesn't know what we know, you know, because of the some of the things that he says that just don't really make a lot of sense to me but uh, regardless um his uh, computer program socrates uh, said that these guys have already lost which is what the point i wanted to bring forward and uh use him as an illustration and then to buttress it with heck i've been feeling that for a long time since they started this thing really and uh the screw-ups that they've made as we've talked about before and it was daryl that came on in one day and said their timeline and their event line have merged and i'd never thought about it like that they've always had the luxury of setting these things up way far in advance and uh having to be patient i say the luxury of it they've had to uh be very patient and pass the baton from generation to generation and all these things for the way they've got it planned and set up to execute correctly and now they don't have that luxury anymore they're having to go on the fly now all of a sudden you know the vaccine isn't killing as many people as they thought they're having to make these snap decisions uh as they go forward without the benefit of being able to set it up surreptitiously and in advance they're on the back foot yep they're on their back foot they're throwing off their back foot that's a good way to put it uh and uh 
they make mistakes then, you know, and especially the later generations that have been spoiled to death and don't have the dedication to their agenda and their philosophies that the older generations did. The ones that set this up uh, originally laid a lot of the foundation uh, for it to unwind the way it has. But So anyway, it's just a matter of helping to wake people up. You know, we've got a very valuable message here, and um, it, it uh, it's amazing to me that more people don't see it and recognize it for what it is. Uh, I guess maybe the fact that myself, especially, and a number of you have been associated with the message for so long. Um, that we have been able to grow into the understanding. These other people get hit with this stuff. Oh, a change of status, like Statmiller. Well, Roger, you can't have 300 million people to change their status. Well, you know, what the hell does that have to do with the price of tea in London? Okay. I mean, just it doesn't make sense, that comment, and it shows a total lack of understanding. Um, And I understand that. I think that some people just aren't supposed to understand. And uh, because of whatever the way they're predisposed to have had their life experiences lead them up to that point, some people aren't going to see it because they don't have a love of the truth. But uh, the others, maybe as it sits with them for a while, they'll realize the importance of this. This is the key thing to block these guys. But we got to have numbers. Okay. You just can't have a few of us. And that's why if you're new listening today, and there may be some new folks, I don't know if there's any new on the board here wanting to participate with us. We hope so. But uh, if you're new listening to whatnot, to this message, uh, it just uh, it takes a while, you know. But we've got to have numbers because it's the numbers that really scare the poo-poo out of these guys. Now, the rest of the people that are really starting to wake up, they don't have the legitimacy that we do. I say legitimacy in the standpoint of legally and lawfully okay uh and, and they're going to go ahead and you hear alex jones bullhorn horning them into you know demonstrate and this that and the other and stand up to them well they've still got this underlying justification that they can smack you down with and utilize any of their powers on you and it may okay it's based on fraud all right and it's carried out and executed with fraud but as uh as tom Tom Schramm came on here one day and said, I don't know where he got it. I don't know if he came up with this or if he found it, read it somewhere. It's really profound. Fraud isn't fraud until it's discovered. I mean, until you stumbled on this information that we're proffering here, everything was going along. You knew something was wrong, but but you didn't really know what it was, and therefore you kept going along in the same old rut because they've got this underlying justification and jurisdiction on you, and you didn't know what to do about it. And now you've been uh, educated, you've been enlightened, and now you know what to do about it, and hopefully you've got the guts and the balls and the, the breasticles, as Lisa would say, to move forward and file this paperwork and uh, sever your relationship not only severing it with them even more importantly you're removing the consent that was fraudulently given to them that you fraudulently agreed to your whole life every time they've asked you i would be shocked if there's not maybe some unusual circumstances but virtually everybody here in this that's an american every time they've ever asked you those two questions you've answered yes to sign something 
So, uh, yeah, is it fraud? Yeah, but it wasn't discovered until we understood what it was, and that was giving them the consent to govern you the way they've governed us and to utilize their property rights in you through this fraud, again, uh, to be able to not only control the world through the world's reserve currency, but be able to make man-made laws and attachment and force them on you. And you can sever that. One sentence is all it takes to the right person, but you got to get aware of it, get the courage. I, I, I mean, isn't that what it is? I guess with a lot of people, it's just flat courage, okay? And uh, overcoming the conditioning that has given you the impression that these people are all-powerful and all-omnipotent and uh, has kept you uh, barefoot and pregnant, basically kept you in your quote unquote in your place for your entire life well it's time to come out of your place and once you do this officially now they've really got a problem because they can't do anything about it without totally taking off the mask and being notorious and open tyrants okay and they will do anything to avoid that so our protection for what we're doing not only do we have god's protection now but our real protection and our strength is in numbers of people that have done this because every time somebody files a paperwork with them with or without a passport application we all become stronger and that's why we uh, and become more of a force and more of a threat to them all right this information is a threat to them don't think it isn't because they even though they love acting like tyrants and they love having this little justification underneath this little treachery and fraudulent uh conversion of your consent once that's removed officially now they've really got to come to the bear with we got to take the mask off to move forward in other words let's say we get this we could get this into some gun groups or militia groups which why we haven't been able to do that hell i don't know quite frankly you'll remember one day we had larry pratt on here guy that founded gun owners of america now we didn't talk about this the whole time Brent and I and had Brent knows Larry. Brent had him on on a Friday. Some of you listen to that show. It's back in the archive somewhere. We did an hour, hour over an hour on Second Amendment stuff. We got into this, and I understand it's the first time has been presented to Larry, but from what I could tell, it went right over his head. Or does it threaten him that all of a sudden they wouldn't need the gun lobby if they had a bunch of free people that can have any caliber and anything they want with no ATF restrictions? I mean, I would think that would blow somebody's dress up that's in the gun field, okay? But it hadn't yet, and not, not anybody substantial and significant to my knowledge, where a whole group of people come in and go, hey, man, I'm going to sit down and present this to our gun group, or I'm going to sit down with our militia guys, and we're going to talk about this, okay? Why that hadn't happened, got me, all right? I would have thought it would have, but then again, I would have thought this information would have taken off 10 years ago, the first time I was ever on it, uh, on Joyce Riley's show with it, even though I couldn't explain it as well as we can now. So, uh, all right. Well, I got nobody in my little field here. So, uh, somebody's got a mic open, though. I could hear them. Did you want to say something? Video open too. Is that the problem? I don't know. Okay. I see Deborah's got her video on. There were cameras covered. Okay. Well, I don't know where my little icon is. It's usually right there in the middle talking, but maybe it isn't. I can't figure this jitsy thing out. You're uh, in the upper right on my screen. Do what now? I'm in the upper right. Okay. Yeah, All right. 
well i mean i'm in there somewhere at least i guess i'm not i'm trying this new format where you line up everybody on the side there and i guess whoever's speaking uh when it's not me comes into the field i suppose what it looks like anyway i see i see somebody well so anybody else got anything that you wanted to discuss that hit you over the weekend or it's been burning a hole in your uh in the back of your mind to i can't wait till we get on the air for monday so i can talk about this or any any of that stuff want to come forward none of that uh anybody with any questions are there any new folks that are just uh coming on Okay, are there any old folks that have any questions or comments? Any exciting things happen to anybody? Is this like Roger doing the monologue today? Well, I don't want to get into a discussion about creditor, debtor, debtor but uh, I participated with Ryan and Paget and Roger yesterday with their Zoom call about 2 p.m. our time. And so... I used to poo-poo the creditor-debtor morass of information because I was thinking it conflicted with the U.S. national, U.S. citizen conundrum. I guess not. So I am interested in knowing more about the creditor-debtor thing, as long as it doesn't conflict with U.S. citizen national status change. So we'll see. Tomorrow I'm going to go to the meeting again. So we'll see. Okay, and now uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. Have you? Uh, Jeff has made some inroads into one of their local DFW uh, Dallas Fort Worth groups. Well, I got my toe in, not the whole foot. Well, I just said you made some inroads now, so uh, that leaves a lot of wiggle room. Um, But the guy hadn't contacted you yet, right? From what you told me in the email yet, you haven't heard from the fellow that Wayne set you up with as of yet. That's correct. But I'm to just show a cold tomorrow and. And see if I can find him. His name is Brad. He's Darren's brother. Okay. We'll see. All right. Well, that's good, you know, and here's uh, Jeff making some inroads. So this is the group that you've attended several of their meetings where David Strait was speaking. That's correct, right? Correct. Okay. And he so seems to be a regular. Mostly, uh, you know, what, 25 to 40 people maybe kind of meet at a restaurant and um, middle-aged kind of folks and older, right? Is that a pretty uh, accurate representation? Yes, it is. All right. So, well, good. Uh, it'd be interesting to see. I was uh, wonder uh, if uh, Gary uh, Gary's out there holding his meetings up in uh, Montana. I think Harvey said he was doing a presentation to somebody over the weekend on on the U.S. national stuff. I didn't get a chance to speak with him and find out how it went or who that was he was speaking to. But see, then a bunch of you guys are getting out there. John is going to uh, be on with us here. I think in the last thirty minutes today, and he. Uh, said he's got a number of new meetings set up out there um this creditor debitor stuff i mean isn't that really what the bankruptcy represents here apparently yeah i mean you know that see to get this whole ball first if you look at the way they sequenced this they had to set it up first with the 13th and 14th amendment it's pretty obvious now that we know how what they've done and you can look back and analyze those two amendments that they knew exactly how they were going to control the world with this 100 years later when they wrote those two amendments, okay? Well, I, t- I, I told Ryan yesterday that oh, I sort of have what I'm going to call a, a moral objection to the creditor-debtor thing because it's not my money. 
<clears throat> but his point is, yeah, okay, that's not the point. The point is, they, the powers that be, whatever you want to call them, are interlopers and have inveigled their way into our <clears throat> own personal space and then committed crimes behind our backs and profited therefrom. So my interpretation is it's basically a crime against the entire society using one or each and every one of us as the means to accomplish their thievery. Why? Oh, let me ask you. I don't know if Ryan or Paget are on with us this morning. I hope so. If you want to discuss this a little bit, why do you have to go in there and label this creditor, creditor, debtor? Good question. I mean, doesn't that just, instead of going slave or free, see, this is my problem we had with Brian the other day on here yeah, about takes, Social Security. All the, this does, it distracts, it diffuses, and it confuses people that are just being introduced to this rather than simplify it simply because somebody feels they've got to put this in some different terminology. Right, I'm one or the other, U.S. national or citizen, and then what's this creditor-debtor thing? That's another category? Well, you, you, well, see, that's because here's what's happening. This is from the the Aussies and, the, and, and some of the other folks that are looking at the birth certificate and trying to come in and associate and understand what's going on from a birth certificate, which they think is the nexus to the problem, but is not, is only a representative of the nexus of the problem the nexus is when you're sub when they uh, tag that political jurisdiction on you at birth like the story out of england where the nurse told the mother you can't object this child's our property well that kid didn't even have a birth certificate yet okay the birth certificate represents it this is again our community to me this is the way I understand it and analyze it and think of it. It's them looking for answers, which I totally understand. I understand very well how well this is hidden, okay, and how many levels down in this connection of, okay, we're going to assign you this connection, this political status at birth, and that brings in the entire feudal system. Now, can you understand why our community has never figured that out before? Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. Of course you can. All right. And I wouldn't ever have figured it out either. John Benson's the one that figured it out and taught me. And I was able to apply it and reach where we are and get it down. You're either free or you're a slave. Okay. Exactly. All right. How, how, why do you have to complicate that? Well, they're complicating it with the method of <clears throat> accessing that so called trust account and then. Paying your bills and all that. What, oh, what trust I, account? I, what trust account? I know, I know. I don't. I, I can't explain their, the, you know, their format, their mechanism, their, their train of thought. I mean, I there know. is there is no money. They've taken it all. It's all currency, and that's all based on debt. And the debt is based on the fact that they've made you a slave at birth. Mm -hmm. okay so what about paying your bills with debt money you're not paying your bills you're discharging debt with debt mm -hmm. that and the reason you're doing that is because you've got property rights on you and you can't own anything you can only possess it and you can't pay for it you can only discharge that debt with other debt 
And the reason is because you are a slave. It doesn't have anything to do with debtor creditor. Okay? It's just Alan Brian comes on here. There's a social security number. You don't want to use it. It's liability. Liability for what? For debt. Somebody said tax. I said, well, no, because if you file the affidavit, you're not going to have any tax debts attached to you. Okay? All right. Well, what about somebody else puts a lien on you? Well, if you if they get a lien on you because of your social security number, then pay the lien. And if the lien's bogus, fight it and don't let them get to the point where they put it on you. Mm-hmm. So where's the social security number come into this? See, these are all this is the old Pavlovian conditioning of people. See? And, and boy, it's hard to get that stuff out of people's minds. I think we're starting to like our own catatonic state. We're used to it. I mean, you know, the answer to everything we're talking about is to get a lot of people that that are exposed to this and take action on it. Does anybody disagree with that? All you folks on the side here over on the right side, do any of you disagree with that statement? The, the, the object here is to get a number of people that see this, understand it, and take action and file paperwork with the Secretary of State. Does anybody disagree with that? Well, you know, I don't. Well, I know you don't. I'm asking anybody else because I'm looking for somebody to disagree with me. Okay. Well, if that's the goal, then it seems like you need to take this very complex information where people's minds have been conditioned and make it as simple as possible to achieve that goal without any more complexity. In one sentence. Okay. Why do people want to buck that, A, and why can't they understand that? Why are you shooting yourself in the foot by not wanting to simplify it by holding on to the, well, I was taught that. Well, unteach yourself. Mm -hmm. Mark, it's, it's easier to fool a man than tell him he's been fooled. It ain't what I know. It's uh, it ain't what I know that's killing me. It's what I know that ain't so. The birth certificate is a representative uh, document of the condition. It's a representation of the warehouse receipt. It does not cause the condition that was given to you and imparted on you at birth when they assigned you the political status. That's what allowed them to generate the acting as a warehouse receipt birth certificate. The birth certificate didn't do that. Man, getting it. Getting this across to people, some of these people, is like unbelievably difficult. I just throw up my hands and walk away, okay? If you don't want to be successful and try and work together as a team to try and get this done, then don't do it. Who was trying to say something? J.H., is that you? Yes, Roger. Is this, and it is. Yeah, no, I was just saying that, it, that they made it so confusing that there's not even a warehouse. So, you know what I mean? There's no physical description of the baby on the birth certificate. It's really, they made it very confusing. Oh, well, they may, they've hidden this stuff very well. You know, I mean, it, the, the, it's instructive to see the timeline for this. And, and when you do, uh, you can see and understand they put the birth certificates. They didn't use birth certificates in our country until the 1921 era. The 1921-22 era was the first financial 
depression caused by the new Federal Reserve. It was to consolidate all the banks that weren't in the Federal Reserve system, evidently, and get rid of a lot of banks that had loans out on land because they were always after the land. And so it was in that period of time, and I believe the president was Coolidge, but uh, that didn't go out and do anything, just let it take its natural progress, and that's the reason it only lasted a couple of years. You know, like the, uh, the, the, the rat going through the snake. It went through the snake real quick. There wasn't any of these things they do on the side to elongate it and exacerbate it. And it was in that little two-year upheaval there when they passed the birth control uh, birth uh, uh, certificate. We never had them before. It was always in the family Bible. Okay, And so they knew that they were going to use it later on as they went through the rest of the plan. And so when they pulled the trigger in 1933, they already had about 10-plus years of birth certificates right there. Bam, that was the basis of the new bonds in the new system. It was the basis of putting everybody into the, the, uh, the, the feudal system. Bam, right there. But they already had planned that 10 years before. I was talking to somebody the other day. Um, said something about birth certificates, uh, Abraham Lincoln and birth certificates. I said, they, they, birth certificates were in 1921. They, they didn't have them when Abraham Lincoln was in. I'm going to go check that. Okay. Well, uh, so it just, it frustrates me. You know, I mean, I, I work and have for so many years to not only try and understand this, but to try and simplify it where I can get it across to you folks as quickly as possible. So people can uptake it as quickly as possible, not even have to go through all the intricacies and the layers of crap to understand it, but have a general overall understanding where they can feel confident enough to take action and file that paperwork. And to me, all this other stuff that people refuse to discharge, or understand or put into simpler me- uh, uh, form and message just does nothing but uh, it, it hampers our overall goal and speed, and it, t- it confuses people when the situation is already confusing enough. Does anybody disagree with that? But, man, trying to get, no, oh, it's creditor Deborah. Oh, no, it's the Social Security number. Oh, no, I'm a living man. All right. If you're a if you're a living man now, you're doing this as living man. Were you not living man before? Did you not eat, sleep, drink, crap, pee, have sex, do everything else before when you're in the previous condition? Did you do all those things? Well, then you were living, weren't you? It ain't whether you're living man or not. And all that terminology does is confuses people because it throws them back to this straw man and you're a corporation crap and all that thing that's absolutely, totally wrong. And, you know, I mean, it ain't what I know that's killing me. It's what I know that ain't so. And, and that's what we're dealing with right there. And I just wish people would try and intellectually sit down and reason through how they need to get rid of that thinking. And the fact of if they're talking to people or even using the words themselves, get rid of that stuff and substitute the simpler. I was a slave. I'm not a slave anymore. I'm free. Yeah. Free your slave. Okay. Uh, I, it just uh, it frustrates me to no end, you know.
I'm a free slave. <laughs> well, you know, it's like that Harry, that, that Harry, is it Harriet Tubman? I freed a thousand slaves, and I could have freed thousands more if they only knew they were slaves. If they only knew they were U.S. citizens. Right? If they only knew they weren't living man. <laughs> if they only knew they weren't corporations. <laughs> or vessels on the land. I, I mean, it's just, you know. I understand how people got those ideas, but we know better now. We understand more now. We've got it a lot simplified now, okay? We understand the fact that all they did was take one concept and put eight different labels on it. So eight different patriot groups went out and chased eight different paths because they were reading the labels instead of understanding what was going on. Failure to recognize the concepts. Yep. Failure to recognize the concepts on which fraud can be based. You know, that's like failure to state a claim. <laughs> 12B6. <coughs> so anyway, I don't want to bitch about that. I'm glad you brought it up, Jeff. But did you get anything out of this creditor debitor ship? I mean, that stuff has always totally confused me. I'm confused. I understand they have a point when they're trying to teach this. I'm willing to dive into it <clears throat> to try to understand it, but I don't want to be sidetracked from the issue. The basic whole point is you're either free or you're not free. And the way to get out of being unfree is the affidavit. You tell the Secretary of State, then you're done. So, I mean, we'll that's pretty simple. It doesn't involve any of this new terminology or people thinking in any different ways. They can relate to the terms Jeff just put out there right in front of us. You're either free or you're a slave. Well, yeah, and Ryan's point, however, is like I tried to elucidate earlier was, yes, but they've used your, your persona to conduct thievery and fraud and we need to punish them and take that power away from them yeah okay all right, right. we'll take the power away from them file an affidavit and don't let them use you as collateral anymore they probably still will but the way you take it away from them is you spread this to a number of people and then they got to act like tyrants that's well, the only yeah, way right. i know to do this see i all mean right, then they can't do that against me but they're still going to do it against everybody else that's vulnerable out there well that's we right should, we but, should cut them off at the knees so that they can't do that to everybody else because then it affects the economy and affects me again personally and everybody because of inflation blah 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 now see that's the reason i tell people here i love to get new people that haven't been through a bunch of patriot crap that haven't been David Strait students and Anavon Wright students, and they've learned all that crap these people have been putting out there like this we're talking about right here, and they've taken it onto themselves where they can't get rid of it. Yeah, the state assembly and all that garbage. Yes. I, I mean, I've asked it before. Does Anavon Wrights have a remedy here? What's her remedy? Going back and founding these state assemblies and having people inside the state and going things and doing inside the state, that's her way to approach this and, and get something done? Well, let me, put, let me point this out. So Roger, uh, sorry, so David Strait apparently has put his documentation online, or I saw it, this long affidavit 
And so he's <clears throat> notified this official, that official, blah, 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 you know, including the state and all that. However, one of the individuals that he sent this, what, 32-page affidavit to was the Secretary of State in D.C. So from the Secretary of State's point of view, he is a national. Okay. Yet he's teaching all this other stuff, too. So Okay, yeah, did so he just send it? All right, did he send it to the Secretary of State with a passport application or without? Probably without. Without, probably, I expect. Yeah. Well, I, my, you know, the the thing I continue to flash back on is when Tom Schramm was unable to get uh, satisfaction from the Secretary of State with his son, Joshua, and he, out of, of frustration, I'm sure, uh, contacted Anna, and Anna said, well, Tom, why don't you just contact the Secretary of State of Georgia and get a Georgia constitution? Well, Anna, because the state of Georgia has never issued a constitution, passports. Not since state, 1835. Well, since before that, evidently, it was pretty common knowledge up to 1835. The states were not issuing passports. The country issued the passports. That's one of those things that all the states agreed on to give to the federal government. I think these Anna rights people are thinking, well, I live in California, and California is a country. Maybe they're thinking that, and of course they're wrong. Well, the old state was a country. Yes, then, that and was it, then. It's still Pretty there. Important. It's just no officials, and it has no populace. And the way to populate it is not by going to the state and saying, I'm going to go back to the old state. you got to go back to the people that pulled this off at the national level. So, I don't know. Has anybody got any other answers for some of these people that just refuse to let go of all that I'm a corporation stuff? I'm a straw man? Well, they have well-spoken gurus, so that's a part of the problem. Well, uh, it, it, it seems like to me that that does nothing but causes the cat to chase its tail. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and that you're not going to get anything but running around in circles. So I don't know if anybody else has got any other answers, but to me that's the way that folds out. And I guess if people like Paget and Ryan just insist on doing that, then there's nothing I can do about it. Go go on out and be ineffective. Well, we're we're investigating. We're not actually following it yet. <laughs> I mean, see, the, the 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 one guy that I've seen is that fellow in Australia that uses the birth certificate so much on this. I remember him, yes. And uh, a good guy. I'm not putting him down. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not criticizing him. I understand what they're doing. And they don't have the clear-cut. Uh, they don't have the clear-cut two statuses in any of the other Commonwealth countries that we do. Okay. They've got, what, six? Yeah. Well, in England, they got six, but they don't have a clear cut white and black like after the Civil War with the two distinct statuses. OK, mm-hmm. so I understand how they're looking for answers. And what do you seize on? You seize on something like the birth certificate. Oh, here's this. It's right after you're born. And so that's got to be how they've taken control of you. And it must be something through this. Here's another birth certificate over here. And they're not the same. And this, that and the other. Okay, 
Well, their tool is is generations old. Well, I mean, you know, it's just like uh, um, Colonel House said in that little memo. Uh, I heard Deborah Tavares uh, splot somebody sent me with her reading about it the other day. I've got it in my book, you know. I took a took it from somewhere I found in all the Patriot stuff that's crossed my desk over the years and put that in the manuscript and and the first sentence he said we will use utilize them, securitize them by utilizing the ancient pledge. Well well there it is right there. Yes, sir. Okay. The story out of England a couple of months ago where the nurse the nurse the nurse tells the mother, you can't object. This is our child is our property. The nurse told her that. Well, to bring, to bring House's words up to date, it's you will owe nothing and you will be Nobody happy. Be that. I guess that's pretty well true. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, and they were happy for a long time, but now they've turned the screws and the natives are restless and uh uh, we've found answers, and we can proceed judiciously against these bastards. But to do that, we've got to get people's attention. And to get people's attention, you do it as simply as possible. Locally and one step at a time. Uh, I mean, you know, until we can get on one of these bigger platforms. I heard, um, I was listening to uh, Lynn Horowitz get interviewed on SGT Report this weekend. Now, I've known Lynn almost for 30 years. We had not had any contact in a number of years, a couple of decades. Uh, so I listened to him, and he's talking about uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., the mandating of the vaccines and all the things that revolve around what we've got here. And I thought, well, that's good. Now that I've seen Lynn, and he gave a couple of websites out, I'll see if I can't send him an email and see if we can reconnect. It sounds like he, because I knew, you know, I remember us talking about this information a long time ago when we were traveling around driving to radio interviews and spending the time together. But I didn't, I didn't understand it enough. And the only thing we really knew at that point, somebody's got their camera on. Uh, only thing I really knew at that point was uh, 14th Amendment and some of that stuff. I didn't have any idea. Uh, of uh, of what we know now so uh, i could never explain it very adequately obviously so we pretty well got our arms around it at this point much better so i go to one of the websites he gave medical veritas.org medical veritas.org i'm looking around there for the contact button right I go all the way to the bottom. It says contact, and it's got contact. And it says medicalveritas.com. Okay. Well, I know I'm on a .org. So I thought, well, all right. Well, I'll send that. I'll shoot him an email. And it gets bounced. Hmm. So I go back, and, well, I wonder if the whoever was doing the the web design just got screwed up and put .com instead of .org. So the first thing I did to do was uh, check and put medicalveritas.com. There's no website, medicalveritas.com. So I go, okay, well, it's got to be .org. So I rephrase another email and shoot it off to medicalveritas.org. Well, it gets bounced. <laughs> so 
I go, well, I don't know. How, how am I supposed to get a hold of this? So I guess you can register over there, set up an account or something, which I haven't done yet, but I may go ahead and do just to say so I did this just to see if I could get a way to contact somebody. Okay. Uh, Lynn uh, uh, would understand this and would be a, a very good uh, person to help us get it in front of a few people because he's got a lot of credibility, you know. If he understands it, and we're working on a couple of other things, but we've got to try and get this in front of people. We can continue to go along and take one baby step at a time. We're making some progress. I love what Jeff's doing. I love what Gary's doing. I love what John Caserab's doing out there in California. Some of you other folks are starting to take the initiative. You got the tools. It's just, you know, you've you got to understand that your own position is just like I tell you. The only way I can protect my liberty is to help you protect yours. I'm helping you protect yours by doing these programs and trying to put this in front of as many people people as possible worldwide and get people motivated to do same but you've got to do the same you're the one that now that you've got your liberty now you've got to help get somebody to protect yours because the more people we have that have gone through this the stronger we are the stronger we are the more of a formidable force we are isn't that what we want collectively You, you know, you do. You, we've got. We haven't seen the PowerPoint presentation yet that Gary and his wife have put up. But we know the. You got this Spengola interview. We've got two abbreviated documents. You can easily go make copies. You can have small meetings of people. You can pass that information out through email to your to other folks. Do you really want to understand what's happening? Do you really want to be free? Would you like to shed the federal government and all this intrusive stuff on your life with this overbearing administrative state? pressure that they put on everybody would did would getting out of that interest you you know i mean all i know is we've got the goods on them okay we know they've got we've got the goods on them because we know it legally we know it historically we know it by knowing how they do what they do and we know it because they stand mute when they're confronted with it especially in a lawful and legal form i don't know how much more proof you need But we got to help. You got you got to put it in front of folks. We got to spread it somehow. Now's the time. There are more people interested in answers and looking for answers right now than there's ever been. And since I've been doing this, so and and we got the cracker to feed them. We just got to uh, and, and we got to do it the right way. And how do you do it the right way? You miss, you simplify it. You simplify it. You make it as absolutely ridiculously simple as possible. You got to understand that these people that are coming out of that illusion, that delusion, that Pavlovian conditioning area that they've been in for so long, they're like little babies. Okay? They're learning a whole new world that they were not accustomed to at all in the past before learning this information. And the only way to do that with any expedited procedure is to simplify it. And that's why I get so upset at all that other stuff. Okay? Credit or debitor. Uh, well, they've done that. They did that with the fake bankruptcy. Okay? 
but they didn't put you into somebody that wasn't a living man. They put you into somebody that they had property rights on. Those are called unfree slaves, you know. So, anyway, I've beat that horse enough, but I just, uh, I guess it needed to be beaten. I needed something to rail on this morning anyway. So, does anybody have anything else they'd like to bring up? Did I spurn anything in you there that you would like to expand on? Nope. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. You guys just want me to carry the whole two hours today or until John gets with us so we can talk about Hyperfund? Hey, Roger. Yes. Hey, this is Joe from Virginia. How are you doing, bud? Hey, Joe. You got a real good connection today, man. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I'm actually in the process now of trying to draft my cover letter, I guess you could say, for the IRS and everybody else I need to CC my affidavit to. Um, yeah. What do I need to put in the cover letter? Well, I would just keep it simple. You know, first of all, it's like somebody said, David Strait sent him a 32-page affidavit. Do you think anybody in any bureaucratic agency is going to sit down and read a 32-page document? (laughs) Oh, no. no. I mean, not just no, but hell no. Okay, so obviously keeping it simple. I would put something to the effect of uh, at the top in larger letters, legal, lawful, or lawful, legal, notice. Okay? Mm -hmm. Not to be considered, construed, however you want to word it, what you're telling them is this is not a filing and don't you basically don't you even think about putting it in that category the reason for that is the only defense they've got a knee-jerk i'm a bully defense is to try and send you a five thousand dollar frivolous filing penalty so what you're telling them at the top of the letter is this is not to be considered as a filing this this is notice okay the front part of due process you don't have to put in there but that in there but you could put legal lawful notice not to be considered a filing or as a filing but what you're trying to do with that language is to take that one bully reaction out of their hands okay all right so that's the reason for it. We learned that with Shane. Okay. All right. All right. And then under that, after that, wherever you're going to put your, you know, little salutation, dear Mr. IRS commissioner, whatever, up at the top of the address and all that. And then I would just simply put, please find the enclosed. And I think it's important to use this word. Please find the enclosed citizenship evidence citizenship evidence and the reason i think that's important is because that's the state department's terminology for affidavits okay okay and so please find the enclosed citizenship evidence you might even put that in quotations underlined italicized bold however you want to okay 
on file with the Secretary of State or submitted? Are you going to have you doing it with a passport application? Without. I've already done the passport application. I'm just waiting on that to come back. All right. Well, when it comes back and you get your passport, it'll have a number. Okay. So you could put submitted with passport application so-and-so for passport number so-and-so. Okay. All right. And now you – this is just icing on the cake. You don't have to do that. I'm just giving you some ideas. Okay. And so you can tag in and even to the point where you tag in the number for the passport in with your notice. All right. And then okay. I and then I would put please adjust your records and your actions accordingly. Okay. Pretty simple. Yep. Awesome. And, I, uh, I wanted to wait until I got my passport back before filing these letters off. That way, I've, I'm not exactly lying to them when I say that it's on file. Yes, CC to the, your sec, your state AG, sheriff, coroner, blah blah blah. Well, in this IRS one, you don't necessarily have to do that. But in state, let's just go over the whole notice thing here because there's 455 plus of these administrative agencies up there. Okay. Obviously, you're not going to do that to all of them. You don't even know the names and titles of all of them, (laughs) quite frankly. You just noticed the the head of the snake. Yeah. So you're going to go to the ones that are most important with you. For example, if you were being hassled by OSHA for whatever reason or EPA, maybe you got a – uh, something there, uh, some water on your land or whatever, all these agencies are coming in and intruding on people's lives. Now you can pick that agency out, okay? And you want to put, when you do one of those, I would think that you want to put the national director on notice and you want to copy the regional and the district director and maybe even the local agent that's dinging you. Okay. Okay. Now, that go, if it depends with them, I guess, on where they are and what they're doing to you. If they've already got you in some sort of a proceeding and you're, then, then it's kind of like uh, a grandfathered situation, you know? And I don't know, honestly, because I don't have all the answers to all these intricacies, if filing it, if you're already in the middle of some deal with the EPA or something, if that's going to go back and negate that. That's why I say the ideal candidate that comes to our little get-togethers here is somebody that hadn't been exposed to a lot of these other patriot guys teaching this crap. Okay, that we got to undo and people that don't have any problems. Like I tell folks, the if the ideal candidate here, if you're dealing with the IRS, is somebody that's got a clean slate. With no contractual relationship to your former status. You got nothing overhanging you there that they can come after you. Because if you file it and then fight them and you've already got something pending, I mm-hmm. promise you they will take a big chunk of your rear-end buttocks out of your buttocks on the way out the door because it happened to me, okay? So the ideal candidate is somebody that has 
all caught up, never had a problem with these guys, got a nice clean slate, and you can just transition from one status over to the other. Boom. But there's a lot of people that don't have that situation. So then there's all kinds of intricacies. Let's say that you got in a situation where they say you owe them a bunch of money. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You go into a conference with them. I'm mean, trying to get the amount you owe down or get it into some kind of a manageable situation for you, right? Right. Okay. So when you go into that and they say, okay, we'll knock it down from 100000 to 10000 But you got to sign this this agreement that you will not only pay us, say, 100 bucks a month. I remember Tom Schramm used to have to drop by the IRS office and give them $100 in cash a month. Okay. But he had to sign a contract saying they'd file a 1040 for the next five years. That's what they really want is you filing again, because that's what their boss wants is people back in the system. And income stream. Okay. So they want you back on well, that Jewish shit. Then. You got it. Okay. So now what do you do? And this is just, I've never had anybody try this. It's just something that I noodled up thinking about it. So now you've reached the agreement. Now you file the paperwork, right? Right. Now if you've changed status and the next five 1040s you file are 1040 in ours. Okay. You know, well, I'm not, say, I'm not saying to do that. I'm just saying it may work, you know? No, no I, I got you because at that point you've changed status. You're no longer a citizen. You're no longer a resident. That's so right. You have to. A 1040 would have to be a 1040 non-resident. That or zero return. I mean, properly, it would be an NR return, but, boy, they get freaked out when they get those, you know. But that would be the proper return to file. But is that an interesting approach? Would How would that work? I don't know. See, then they'd have to come after you and maybe even risk taking you to court, and now you get to come in with the affidavit that's on file if you ever got to that point and bring that into play, which they definitely don't want to see in any kind of official proceeding. So I, I just don't know, but these are the things things that i've thought about over the over the years the ideal person comes to us with a clean slate if you haven't filed or you owe them a little money pay pay it off right you know but that's the best that's the ideal candidate some people are not going to be able to achieve that status i totally understand that but that's the ideal person uh as for you putting them on notice Please find the enclosed citizenship evidence on file with the Secretary of State of the United States. You could put the stuff about the passport and your number in there. Please adjust your records and your actions accordingly. Okay. See, one of the things I'm looking at with this is I'm looking at potentially starting up a business with a buddy of mine. And uh, we're trying to figure out how to do this without paying you know, hardly anything in taxes. And the only thing I could come up with is both of us need to be U.S. nationals so that we don't have a personal liability for the tax. That's right. And, just have, the business, and have the business pay us all of the profit, you know, after the overhead. Uh, that way the business doesn't owe a tax. You could do it a number of ways. I'm not, Again, I'm not. this isn't my area of expertise, but uh, I, I know you could, if you wanted to, set it up your business, whatever it would be, in a trust form. You may could even go to the point of going ahead and putting it in this subchapter S, 
Okay, that means applying to the Secretary of State for corporate status. Subchapter S are called pass-through corporations, which means they never pay taxes because they never have a profit. And that that is on file with them, and whatever funds that it does business, it can do business in in, in the system totally because it's a system entity, right? But it passes through the profits to you. You've got your status changed, therefore you don't owe any of those taxes. Jim Ram and John Cancero can help with that. Um, you okay. know, Brent. Brent. Brent is an expert on uh, Brent Winters, expert on trusts. He may have some insight in this. We, our buddy uh, Patrick up there in Memphis, uh, Mister Mister Tow Truck. Uh, he's been threatening to do this for a couple of years, but I don't know that he's made any concerted moves forward on doing it. Okay, and he's very very established up there in that role. Um, but I'm sure there's a number of ways to do it that would work. Okay. So, what else is going on up there in Virginia, Joe? You heard about your governor, right? That he ain't what uh, he appears to be, right? Well, I kind of knew that during the voting. That's why I didn't even bother to vote. You know, it came out like a week or so ahead of time that uh, one of the first things he was going to do is try to, you know, pass some more of this, uh, what do they call it, anti uh anti-semitism bills or laws or something like that in the state and, and something nobody freaking asked for yeah you know well and- like, wait, wait 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 a minute wait a minute you're into office on this whole ticket of dismantling critical theory. i mean that that that's what's propelling him into office right and the first thing this dude wants to do is Pass something, you know, in you know, the uh, for this anti-Semitism crap, and it's like holy. Crap. Well, I haven't, I haven't even heard that. But the, what I did hear, and evidently it's very proven, is that he's a CFR member, and he resigned as the co-CEO. That's the chief executive officer, the it's co-CEO of the Carlisle Group, so he could run for governor of your state. So he's uh, he's uh, over his eyeballs in New World Order stuff. What was your comment, Jeff? It's another Trojan horse yep. move. Yep, 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 yep. Well, Roger, I think you're going to find this no matter who you look at in the Republican Party. Well, yeah, because this is something I've been looking looking at. You know, I mean, I'm 40 years old, so obviously I haven't been voting all that long. But what I have noticed in my short voting period is that. The left continues to shift the Overton window further and further to the left, and the conservative Republicans, they say, okay, but don't cross that line, and then the left crosses that line even further. So instead of pulling back, they just up and move the line with them. They just continuously help to shift that Overton window, almost as if Republicans are nothing more than controlled opposition. Well, that's all they are, and you can see why Trump, you know, why Trump had such little effect, really, overall. I'm not too sure he wasn't controlled opposition. I mean, I think he was good for businesses, but that's about it. I think I think Mr. Trump has has the right ideas and feelings, and I think he's just in way over his head. No, that could be. But, I mean, when you look at who he surrounded himself with, I mean, it's like he would fire these deep state people and then he'd hire in people who were worse. Well, or they'd run them in on him. Uh, It's just a sad situation. That's why, 
you know, you just got to pull yourself out of it and disassociate yourself. That's all federal stuff, okay? And after you pull yourself out of it, they really don't have very much control, if any, over you. And that's why this is the answer for all these problems. And the only way we're going to get a real traction on it is by getting numbers of people and getting it exposed to people. And the only way we're going to do that is by keeping it simple. simple I'm going to be interested to see how this stuff affects the on on how the national status affects the ATF stuff because there's some purchases that I've been wanting to make, but you have to have a Class Three FFL to get it. And I'm thinking being a national i'm not under those regulations anymore i shouldn't have to fill out that class three nope shouldn't make any difference and i you know all of us will be interested with folks like you pressing the envelope and getting these concerted answers but especially if that's a private sale well if it's a private sale i'm not even bothering to fill out paperwork anyway right yep that's right so once you get your national thing, if they came back to you and came uh, back, so you bought this illegally or whatever and tried to contact you and tried to come on your property, you got some nice no part trespassing signs, I hope, up out there. And yeah, I'm not that person. Uh, you, you know, well, now you literally can you could start picking them off at the fence. Okay. Well, Roger, I've got a nice, nice uh, sign on my gate that says, uh, if you were caught on the other side of this fence without an invitation, you have taken your life into your own hands. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's good. And, true. And, and if you're one of their little minions, their little citizens of the United States or residents, they can overcome that. Okay, with whatever they've got on you, they're trying to process and come after you for. But if you've changed statuses, they can't tag you with that. Might amend that sign to say, no U.S. citizen lives on these grounds. Or resident. So it's very important. I mean, I, I don't know, uh, uh, and, and I just I get so frustrated because we can't get it in or have not been at this point able to get it into any of these militia guys. I would think we'd have militia guys and gun root, uh, group guys uh, standing in line to ask questions here, but you don't ever you don't see them here, do you? Uh, well, you're talking to one. Well, I mean, okay, for you, great, but, uh, but I'm talking about – I'm trying to – I am trying to push this into some of the other circles. Uh, as I learn how to control my language and verbiage of this more, my understanding of it more, I'm able to better articulate uh, the ideas behind it. So, well, uh, I, I've, I've got about six guys on the hook that are that are you know that like, but I, I want to research this more. I'm like, okay, fine, research it, but you're, you're going to come to the same conclusions. You know, they need to travel that road. Well, the worse it gets, maybe the more interested folks will get, I guess. Uh, that is my hope. But you get to a point, you know, it gets so worse, you know, they're not going to recognize the crap anymore. And that's when, you know, it's time. Well, it's just a. Uh, you know, I've I've tried so hard for so many years to try and get this. This is coming. This is coming. Listen to me. Listen to this. Look at this. Go study it. And you know, it's the pickings have been real slim, quite frankly. 
Uh, of course, I don't know how many people we've influenced that don't have direct contact or don't join us on the program or don't write an email or any of that kind of stuff. But the I would have thought when when I first – I mean, I thought this thing had spread like wildfire off the first time I was ever on Joyce Riley. Sold a lot of books. But what I've come to understand now is it's like with you, Joe. You've been around here. How long have you been hanging around the show? Year year and a half? I've been hanging around the show a year and a half, but I first heard your message, I don't know, roughly three and a half years ago. And, you know, it was kind of one of those things that I was listening to late night EFR, and I think they were running uh, a repeat of the show at that time. And uh, it, it kind of caught my ear, and it was like, wait a minute. All right, what show is this? It took me about a year and a half to figure out uh, when your show was on live so I could, uh, you know, listen every day. Now you mean over there at Truth Frequency with uh, Chris Ego? No, EFR. It might have been on EFR. Um, it could have been Truth Frequency, too, because... I, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, I know, I know. It's it's easy to get it all blurred, especially if you're not a radio person. That's not important to you, right? Um, well, anyway, it just takes, and I understand it takes time with people, and that's why I try and simplify it. That's why I get such a stickler on this getting it simplified because that is, if there's anything that's going to cut through that year and a half. It's getting it mm-hmm. simplified where you can uptake it quicker and understand it on the, at least the conceptual end easier. That way you can become the worse the situation gets. If you put all those ingredients together, you're going to get people that are more willing to take action quicker. It seems to me. Right. The answer is not in the details, but in the concepts. I mean, it really is. It really is in, 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 in teaching and understanding this conceptually is the way to get your arms around it quick. I know one of the biggest objections that I have heard personally uh, when trying to deliver this is that, man, it can't be this simple. I know. I've heard that for years. They, they think too. it's got to be so complicated. And, like, and, 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 the, and the, your answer to that is, why do you think they made it so complex? to fool you because they know how easy it is to get out of it now i've heard that i've heard that a number over the years too joe okay and it's very valid you know you mean to tell me that i can send one sentence to one guy and i'm out of this Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Do you mean that I've given them all this power by consenting to their fraud? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you got to admit, it's a brilliant plan. Oh, it is. Not fraud until it is recognized as the fraud. I mean, every now and then I'll see something else, a new uh, squeak out, and I'm sitting there going, like, man, these bastards are slick. You you need to have a very healthy respect of them. That doesn't mean you got to like them, okay? You can hate them like I do, but you damn well ought to respect them. Well, respect them for their ingenuity. That's it. 
well in their and the ingenuity and the the way they've implemented it. Exactly. Cool. I mean, they've implemented they it pretty successfully. Uh, and I'll tell you, the stuff that when you go back looking into the history on a lot of the stuff, I mean, you, you see just how subtle they they've implemented it over time, and it's like wow. I think one of the biggest revelations for me is when it hit me that they do they put all of the hooks at the front. Anything that's important, the hooks at the front, and it's already done before you ever even see it. In essence, before you get trapped in the detail. Yep. Yeah. Excuse me. You know, Roger. Roger, yeah. this is Dave. Um, hey, Dave. There's, there's something. Uh, hey, um, there's something I'd like you to discuss. You know, we've heard this term, common law marriage, and common law. You know, through the years, and maybe for a lot of the new people, including myself. Um, you know, to me, common law was based on God's laws going back to the Bill of Rights. Natural law. Natural law. And it's, uh, it's, we're going back to that. Well, you've got access to it now. You hadn't been able to access it your whole life. Hopefully, we'll go back to it. But the problem is, is because there's got to be some sort of understanding of the fact that you are intruding on other people and causing someone harm okay well a lot of these thugs and this mentality that they've been conditioned into in the culture that we're in right now they don't give a damn if they're harming somebody okay used to be when there was some sort of a ethical and moral foundation people cared about that sort of thing uh, and now they just don't. I just somebody sent me a, a video I was watching right before the show went on of two SUVs that were in front of some grocery store or something, and they just went in and stole a couple of four four or five carts worth of stuff and went out and loaded it into those two SUVs and took off. Yeah. I mean, you know that all the the stores that have been closed in California because they passed the law that anything under a thousand dollars isn't considered theft. And they got all kinds of chain stores, especially drug stores, are closing up out there because they called the cops. They can't do anything. They can't charge them with anything because it's under $1,000, and people just come in with sacks and rake stuff off of the shelves and walk out with it. Okay, well, this is all period of escalating violence stuff. Okay. Now, we're privy to that because we understand a lot of these guys and their history and the, the systems they use. And this is that white papers of the Communist International of period of escalating violence. But they're having to ramp up to the period of escalating violence, and they haven't gotten the guns, and they haven't gotten rid of the death penalty yet, which are the two things they evidently got to do before they can move to the fourth stage. But the situation is acute as it is that they're moving up to that third stage anyway. Their plan is not going to work. They're not going to be able to pull off what they want to pull off. I don't believe 
I think they've already lost myself personally, but it ain't going to be pretty getting to the end of the little path here where that's recognized and we get a point where we can start changing things. Up to that point, the best thing we can do is change ourselves and our individual circumstances and situations as much as possible. Right, but what I was getting, what I was getting at by filing an affidavit, we're going back to that. Well, you are. Well, you get God's laws. You got access to it again where you didn't before. Okay, Mm -hmm. and 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 that is it. And it is nature, and nature's God, and it's the uh, what does Brent call it? Lex scripta and lex non scripta. You know, the non script is nature's laws, and the other is the biblical laws. And now that's why all this notice stuff is so important because now you can weaponize that. That You've got access to it now. You can play with the law the same way they can. You just hadn't been able to before because you couldn't access it. Now you can. That's what all these notice things are. Mm-hmm. Joe, we you didn't when we had Joe on, you didn't we didn't cover about you putting all those folks there in uh Virginia on notice. Uh, using the attorney general you pretty uh solid on that uh i figured to put the attorney general um my uh give me a second here i'm trying to figure uh district attorney assistant district attorney the uh land office now you're gonna hit them all but don't forget the coroner if you're gonna go that far put the coroner involved in that too Okay, I've got a question. Why the coroner? Because he's the chief law enforcement officer of the county above the sheriff. Interesting. Is that not within the sheriff's department? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if it's in the sheriff's department or not because he's the one that can declare murders and stuff. But when you say you know agent and principal stuff, that should cover that. I've, yeah, but you still want to put him on notice. I'm sure they're not going to specifically gonna... sure. Yeah. You know, send him a copy if you don't. But uh, technically, he is the one person that's above the sheriff in the county is the coroner. Because, that's interesting yeah. because our local coroner, he's not, uh, you know, he's just a guy that owns a funeral home. Right. Well, like I said, technically, well, he's yeah, got, he's do got, because, because of his ability to dictate whether the person's death He's he's got some authority over the sheriff. And most people don't know that. It's not real common knowledge. I've just learned it along the way somewhere. Sometimes the office is combined as coroner sheriff. Yep. Could be. Anyway, you want to put all those. Don't forget your local chief of police, your local sheriff. Those are the main ones. DA, chief of police, sheriff, coroner, possibly, attorney general. Still- City municipality police. Yep, if you got those. Uh, you live in the country or, or close to a city up there, Joe? I know you're close to the North Carolina border, right? I am close to the Carolina border. Um, nearest town to me is 20 miles away. Okay, well, that's a nice spot to be in. Good for you. So, uh, I figure the state police is probably uh, someone I need to put on those. That's probably a good idea. I had not thought about that honestly but that's probably another person that could be added whoever the chief of police of the state police is you have a sheriff well, right i do have a sheriff and aside from like if i need law enforcement out here they're either going to send you know a state guy or they're going to send send a deputy sheriff uh deputy from the sheriff's department right i would imagine it'd be a county thing sheriff but it depending on the situation i suppose 
How it depends on at time of dispatch. Uh-huh. I hadn't even thought about the state police angle. That's a very interesting comment. Well, you're on the highway and stuff like that. That's who you're going to deal with the most on the interstate traffic is the state police. So. Right. Right. I figure if you're putting all the state organizations on notice that you think you're going to have to deal with, they would be chief among them. Yeah. Yep. See, there didn't never even crossed my mind, but that is. A, I'm going to have to investigate that myself. Yeah, might be good for you to button that up, Jeff, out there. Roger. Yes. Is that Leon? Hello. Hello. Leon, was that you? Somebody just said Roger. Who was that? Does, can anybody talk here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. I can hear you just fine, Roger. Okay, I don't well, know who called your name. I don't either, but Leon. Uh, Leon, okay. Leon All right, Leon, we'll uh, follow up. Some information for you guys. Look up. I'm just going to give you the Supreme Court case. You can read it for yourself what it is. I'm just going to give you where you can find it. Write this down. 290 U.S. for United States Supreme Court. U.S. Put it in the chat. Leon, what's the, what's the style of the case? What's the title of it? Leon. Leon. Hear me? Well, we can now. Speak up a little. We waiting. Quit. Well, tell me, stop me if you can't hear. Emergency does not create power. Emergency does not increase granted power or remove or diminish the restrictions imposed upon power granted or reserved. The Constitution was adopted in a period of grave emergency. Its grants of power to the federal government and its limitations of the power of the states were determined in the light of emergency. And highlighted real bold statement right here. And they are not altered by emergency. What power was thus granted and what limitations were thus imposed are questions which have always been and always will be the subject of close examination under our constitutional system. While emergency does not create power, emergency may furnish the occasion for the exercise of power. Biden has got no no emergency power on this, Didn't doesn't change the Constitution, and everybody fighting for it, it's the same thing. Look it up yourself. It's a Home Building and Loan Association versus Bladesdale. What was what's the year on that? Nineteen thirty four. Okay. That's the right after the bankruptcy. Okay. A mandate amounts to only a fan date and nothing more. All right. And uh I where, oh. I where I got this was is I listened to Dr. Martin on on uh RBN had it there and he's potent and he really goes in and nails he brought this up in this case never been brought out to anything. Also, he brought out a Johnson case where they say they have the right to overrun and vaccinate you. Said it's a lie. 
they did not. Because if you read farther in the case, it says if you refuse it, all you have to do is pay a $5 fine. That's right. So he says, fine, give him a $5 fine and get out of my life. Yep. Yeah. All that means, Jack, you know what to me as a U.S. national. Hey, Roger. Me, there's Gary. Let's hold on, Gary. Let's find out about this. What you're saying? That's a 34 case. And it's talking about emergency. Well, they just went through an emergency and went through a bankruptcy, right there. Okay. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, but the point, and, the point, well, see, the they point can, being that the emergency does not alter the Constitution. No, it doesn't. But the Constitution has been altered by the change in government and the 14th Amendment and people not having God-given rights because the God-given rights are the ones that are protected by the Constitution. If you've got civil rights instead of those, the Constitution doesn't apply to you. And they can pull off an emergency like they've done with this vaccination. The whole thing that they've done was because they could declare an emergency and get an experimental drug out there, which is only okayed as a device and not even a drug. And that's all the actions of the administrative state, which is what's outgrown from the bankruptcy. So, Constitution be damned. I mean, that's a nice thing. See, here's another case of Dr. David Martin, who I really respect. I watched a couple little of his stuff. I got something queued up to watch from him that showed up on uh, BitChute this morning, actually. And uh, But he doesn't understand what we know, so he's getting these things mixed up and not understanding them clearly himself. Gary, what were you trying to say, bud? I just wanted to add it into this present conversation, the fact that Supreme Court's reversed itself over 300 times, so I wouldn't put too much faith in that ruling. Did you hear me? Yeah, we heard you just fine. Okay. I mean, we know how crooked this Supreme Court is. It's crooked as a dog's hind leg. Well, you know, i give you a real interesting thing I just learned. I didn't know this. Merrick Garland, this clown that's up there ahead of the DOJ that's pulling all this crap, they had him up for nomination as a Supreme Court justice. And part of the reason people are theorizing he's pulling some of this stuff is uh, some Republicans got his nomination buttonholed, and they couldn't even bring it out. And so he got passed over on that. Can you imagine that liberal piece of crap seeing what he's done as head of DOJ sitting as one of the Supreme Court justices? That's why, you know, I mean, honestly... Learn the information, file your affidavit, and pull your butt out of there. Uh, uh, the Bible tells us explicitly, come out of her, come out of her, don't fight her. Come out of her. Gary, how's uh, how's your feedback coming out there on your group uh, and how their reaction to the information? Gary's not able to talk. No, I'm back. I just I had started back to work with uh, stop uh, it's going good I'm somebody's playing jethro toll there in the background is that you samuel guess not okay gary you can you talk or not yeah i can talk all right hey when you work for yourself, you work for yourself 
Oh, where's that? Where's that? Is that that's not Starling coming from, from you, Gary? Is it? Somebody, whoever, somebody's got a phone on. Phone, whoever, whoever's a phone in. Whoever's a phone in. Lisa, Lisa, can you mute them? I just did, Roger. Okay, thank you. Rude. I mean, you know, you're going to join us. We love to have you, but please kind of be considerate of other people. I understand some of this electronic stuff, but you got some kind of a radio blaring in the background. What are you trying to listen to this and have something blaring in the background for, for God's sakes? Well, anyway, the group's going good. Feedback I'm getting is real positive. Uh, tonight's meeting, we're going to cover some different subjects, uh, but we'll see how. I mean, I'm going to open with questions about U.S. National, but then I got a couple other things to go into after that. Okay, good deal. What else are you going to cover with them? Uh, the CFR and uh, food food shortages and stuff. There's been several articles come out and so forth. It's going to be real important in the coming years because they're going to, you know, this is an old play in their playbook. You know, it's like uh, the flea flicker, you know, and the flea flickers starve them all to death. And they got big designs on that, and they're going to try and make you come in to get food so they can jab you with whatever jab they got at the time. You can see it coming from here. Oh, yeah, and there's uh, there's been tons of publicity about it, so. Everybody better be storing up food. What did I hear? Gas prices in California, gas is nine dollars a gallon. Somebody said, "Did I hear somebody say that?" Yeah, it's nine dollars a gallon. Heck, diesel went up over three seventy-five a gallon here over the weekend. Yikes. So they're 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 shutting down trucking at that kind of prices. Mm mm mm. Mm mm mm. Well, it's going to get real serious, and I hope uh, our folks have, you know, done the best you prepare yourself for it as best you can. But it, it's, yeah, going that, to, uh, it's going to get ugly. You can see it already. If you haven't seen that interview that uh, BlackRock CEO Flint or Flick or whatever his name is, some Jew. Oh, Fink. Yeah, Fink. Uh, you, you ought to go watch that. Make sure you watch that interview. He tells you exactly what's going to happen. I know he's. Yep, and uh, Rince has said somebody had a connection that told him three years ago they were going to pull the plug on the Western cultures. Well, uh, Biden's contemplating now shut down another pipeline, and they're also uh, there's articles out there. If you go to Ice Age Farmer, he does a really good. He does thing on it. Yeah, on shutting down the pipelines, and also they're putting a carbon sequester system right through the middle of iowa it's going to take up like 17 million acres of farmland can you understand they're going to start pulling co2 out somehow taking it out of the air and pumping it underground into faculties and facilities where it'll never come out again yeah that's what he covered this weekend and the pipeline they're going to use to do that's going right through the middle of our most productive farm ground They've already sent letters to people uh, saying that they'll buy their land, or if not, they'll take it under eminent domain. 
So the most productive farm ground in the world they're going to destroy. Well, that's where we are, folks. And you want to talk about some incentive to spread this message as far and wide as you can, however we can get it out there. Um, so, so, hey, I got to get back to work. Okay, Roger. thank you, Gary. We sure appreciate you yep. and everything you do over there, bud. Yeah, we're trying. Well, hey, we're all trying. You know, we're all trying. It's uh, it's just it's quite frustrating. Oh. Hey, Roger, one yeah. last thing. Uh, I don't have a link to that um, video or MP3 or whatever it was where that gal over in England had the baby. I'll send you an email right after the show. If you've got a link for that, will you send it back or I, somebody else? I do. No, I've got it. I've got it. All right, great. I'll send because I want to play that tonight. Okay. All right. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Good luck. Uh, break a leg, as they say. Uh, John, are you with us yet? John said he'd be on the last 30 minutes. He'll pop in the last 15. So has anybody else got any questions or comments? Any other great news on all this stuff these creeps are doing? I have a question. Good. Please. I got that. Last week I mentioned this. Um, and I'm not trying to get off on that subject particularly. I'm just trying to say my friend, one of my friends up here, I guess we're still friends. <laughs> we had some disagreements, but... Um, I said uh, anyway. He has he has children. He's still in the system. Um, he's contemplating looking at our stuff, and he's look or your stuff, and he's looking at um, something called. Uh, that's why I brought up that uh, or asked Willie about a, a pot still. It has to do with some kind of authentication of a birth certificate. So he's looking at that stuff too. But anyway, he asked me about his children and should he get a passport for his children and i told him i don't know I, nobody's brought that up that i know of so uh, most of us that have done this either our children are grown how old are his so, children uh i'm not sure they're in between um probably eight to ten to 14 something 15 maybe well he could do it for them but the problem is and i understand how people want to do it for their children but this is an individual choice and when they're 18 they're the ones that have got to decide to carry it on he can do it for them now but okay. they're not gonna, sure they're not going to be out there owing any taxes they're probably not going to be until they get 16 driving or, you know, bugging him to go get a driver's license and all that stuff, which there you go. There's the whole residency thing coming into play right there for right. their for their 18. OK, right. and then uh, it, that's the problem is the one thing he could do with his children is start schooling them and getting their thinking correct, where when they do get to the age of majority, they can make those decisions because all of us understand there's some sacrifices here, right? Mm -hmm. There's challenges and sacrifices when you do this and oh, yeah. young people generally don't have the ability to weigh those out correctly to make a proper decision because they're young. Right. But if they're taught 
young enough. And I don't know if they might be a little older, but he's he's got their hearts pretty pretty close. So they don't wander off too far. That right now, anyway, from where he's been, what he's been teaching them. I don't agree with everything, but they're he's got their heart and mind as far as I know. So if uh, yeah, the earlier you'd start with them, the better because they're the more grounded they'll be in it, and they'll be sure of themselves when they uh, have to. Ha, uh, have it tested, and they'll be able to buttress what they what they've been taught. So that's a that's, it, a, that's a difficult cracker because it's got to be an individual choice, and you know it's just like I've said on here so many times. A lesson I heard learned the hard way years ago is you can't want something for somebody worse than they want it for themselves. That will lead to instant heartbreak. Yep. Yep. Well, I mean, it's like Tommy and his son, right? He was trying to do all that stuff for him, and I I don't think his son wasn't totally bought in, I don't think, was he? I don't know. I hadn't had much communication with Tom in quite some time. I don't know if he just he went off and started signing up with Anna to go by and be the Georgia coordinator down there. We hadn't heard from him too much in a long time. I don't know what's happened with Joshua or where what the situation is on that. I do know that the whole thing's voluntary, and the State Department can't they they might refuse to send him a passport, but they can't stop him from filing an affidavit with them. Yeah, and that's and that's my so okay. So for children, for his children, who's are they of mind considered to be of mind to be able um, to be able to file an affidavit on their own? So they're they're minor. They're 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 minor children. Yeah, so the parent would have to, if they did an affidavit, the parent would have to sign off on it, right? I guess. See, there's new questions, and I didn't know the answer to. Because what he's trying to do is what, what, because what I told him was, your children right now are the products of you and your wife being 14th Amendment citizens. They're presumed to be, you're presumed to be uh, U.S. citizens and a 14th Amendment citizen. And so your children are, too, since they're your products. And so they, so you you need to break it. You and your wife need to break it. Now, I don't know how, what, where does that put their children at? That's, see, that was my question. So how do you, <clears throat> how do you break them? The point is to keep the DHS, the government from coming in and claiming that's our, uh, they're ours, not yours. Until the child is 18, they're in a gray area until they make their own adult decision. I I would imagine that the parents could probably do this for them, but I don't, I've never done this with anybody. I've never really explored it with anybody to any depth and extent, Chuck. Yeah, that's what I thought. And so, but I thought I'd bring it up. It's a, that's a, I think it's a good question because I, I don't have any idea. I mean, I guess like you do. Well, I think what he what does he want to get him a, a passport ID? That's what he had talked. Well, he mentioned it. 
Well, you can, you could probably put well, you could probably write out a little affidavit as a legal guardian parent for these people. I have changed status and I'm a U.S. national, and as a guardian for them, I am uh, doing same with them and send it to the passport people and see how they react. There you go. Okay. I mean, you know, it's the old saying: better to ask forgiveness than permission. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, I I tell him that. Now and, we got a, uh, we got another situation with uh, with a passport being refused. Okay, and that's Pageant's mom. Huh? Really? Yes. It's they didn't refuse her. They didn't refuse the mother and the brother. Her brother sent it in at the same time. The brother got his passport, but the mother was born in South Africa, and she thinks, and I've got a suspicion. They've got a real penis erectus for South Africa for some reason, okay? And I don't know if that's the reason for it or whatnot, and I'm going to be working with Pageant on it. Um, But uh, they did refuse her mom the passport. Now, I don't know if it's a bluff letter, and this is maybe this is instructive for everybody. I don't know if I'm talking out of school here, but we can all learn from other people's uh, shortcomings, okay? When when they sent this in, they didn't keep a copy of what they sent. Hmm. So, and Paget said that, that she realizes that there was some mistake on the affidavit, but we don't have a copy. So now they've sent back a bluff letter, and do you charge ahead like a bull in a china cabinet? that there was something wrong there that you don't can't know because you didn't keep a copy of it yes well maybe she can call uh write him and ask for a copy yeah right <laughs> I, I don't i don't think that's gonna work and, 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 or, or do you just go ahead and 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 attack the bluff letter the way that we normally have attacked them and because uh, see this is the second time they called her mother originally and said you we can't do this for you and that's when we brought up the certificate of non-citizen nationality in that verbiage and of course the question is are you an outright tyrant telling me what i am or is this racial discrimination uh do you do you approach it and try and beat them into submission because if they here it's a pretty minor problem but if that isn't done and you don't overcome this bluff letter then she forfeits the monies that she paid for the passport right, right. well it, i i want to know what the <laughs> is too because those friends i've met that i have now they're south south africans that were interested so yeah i don't know that's crazy I, it's the first time I've seen them do this with anybody. And, uh, and that's the, the real wild card is that she was born in South Africa. And I just don't know. Uh, I told pageant over the, I said, let's, first of all, you don't have to do anything right now. Let's let the dust settle a little bit, which is a, a tactic that I've learned over the past. Instead of when something happens, you get a letter from the IRS or something. You want to sit down and address it immediately. 
where if you'll wait a few days and let the dust settle, uh, things come to your mind you wouldn't have thought of. You don't do anything stupid. It's a little more thought through, and you've got a time space and a little uh, time to work in there, and it's much better to approach it that way, I believe. Okay. South Africa has six statuses also. Well, uh, you know, the the first thing I said is let's sit down and draft another affidavit and let's make copies of it this time and let's send it in without a passport application and let's get it in your administrative file. Okay, so that's the first step because they can't say no to that. What's going on with our background here? We've changed from gray to black and now there's nobody in the middle there. Well, I guess I joined. Okay. That caused the problem. All right. There's John. Hey, John. You didn't make John. it. I did briefly. Uh, Kathy's in a real serious situation, so she may not make it. I'm sure. Well, I'm sure sorry to hear that. Yeah, uh, me too. I'm sure. And I know you don't oh, like you don't, you don't like telling us, and we don't like hearing it, but that's the reality of the situation. I think so. Yeah, she's having a really hard time of it, S- uh, simply because uh, – her she and her daughter and family all got covid right and um, it's really compounding the problems and uh, we just can't get proper care there's nobody there to help her uh, anyway so i'm gonna do what i can do um but i can't really intervene <laughs> i'm not part of the family you know yeah that kind of thing you're a few, so that's few states removed too yeah. So what happened with Paget? I missed that. Uh, they refused. Excuse me. They turned down their mother's passport application. Uh, this oh. second time they've done it. The first time they did it via phone call, which I've never seen them do before. And yeah. I thought we overcame that. And now they've sent her an official letter. Sounds like a bluff letter from what Paget has told me to this point. But but we'll see. And the problem is that when mom shot the affidavit, which Paget said is defective in some way, I don't know how they don't they didn't make a copy of it. So oh. we don't have a copy to work from. Yeah. Always make copies. Always yeah. make yeah, copies. Yeah, I, I keep copies. Of and, and, and see, this is the, again, I don't this is a, the haste makes waste cliche. Okay, mm-hmm. you you, mm-hmm. you don't just charge into this thing like a bull in a china cabinet. That's why it's important to get it simplified where people can uptake it, understand what they're doing to make an intelligent decision. And one of those decisions is, I guess I'm going to send them this. I better make a copy of it because I'm going to send it to other people or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that wasn't done. We'll collectively learn from it, and we'll see if we can salvage something out of it. I just have to play with it, you know. I've got great news. I, I, I'm telling you, I am taking off like a rocket. I've got four classes scheduled already. I got two in in November. I got two in December already, and more coming. Great, Outstanding. John. It Outstanding. is absolutely amazing uh, the interest that I'm getting here, and I'm pulling a lot of people away from Anna from the standpoint that uh, this method is so clear and so simple, people can understand it. Simple concept. Whereas they, they really massage it to the point where it gets, gets them so confused and they listen to all these other people talk and everybody's got their own ideas. And, you know, they're really hung up on having this personal card instead of the damn passport. Tell me about it. Yep. 
Yeah, and uh, I'm telling you, we're kicking butt. Really, <laughs> a, a personal card that is not issued by any agency. Correct. Unrecognized by any agency. Correct. And they got QR codes, and I, I thought I was going to show them. I'd like to copy one of their cards and then put a Donald Duck uh, <laughs> on the QR code. <laughs> uh, you know, just to show them that it, it doesn't have any effect. John, is she overall teaching any kind of severance with the federal, or is she concentrating totally on the state level? Oh, no. She teaches the federal and international as well, because they're, they're going after international recognition as they raise the government for them, or they take the counties back from the state. Uh, what they're doing is, is pretty spot on, as near as I can tell. It's just that they so confuse it and complicate it, and you, you have these uh, passionate people in there that are, that are fighting rather than the way we do it, where it's... Uh, slow and low and, and everybody learns and show them how to do it and hold their hand and well they're bulls in the wrong china shop yeah that's a good way to put it uh but 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 we can get this national thing moving fast and and people are responding to my idea of these independent cells uh, you know teaching these people how to do these classes and i'm showing them the way i'm giving them the paperwork and uh it's 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 going to take off raj well uh, it uh, it already we're getting some traction john i mean uh, uh, Gar uh, uh, jeff is is making some inroads there gary has got some things going in montana harvey supposedly uh gave a, a presentation to some folks this weekend and and yeah. i'm trying to inspire others to we've got the tools i mean the deanna spengola interview and those two documents you, you you put those if somebody's got an interest and you put those things in front of them either you're going to know they're not interested and don't want to follow up or they're going to and you can answer some questions those are the most powerful tools yet thank you roger yeah i know that that was that was a that was a key component which enabled me to do what i'm doing but uh, i i've augmented it of course and i passed out to anybody who wants this stuff you know i give them everything i'm using and how i'm doing it so uh, you, it's, you can't fail. There's, there's no way to fail. It's just getting the people going and uh, having them sponsor the class. They say, well, let me know when you're going to do another class. And I say, well, no, 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 I don't do it that way. you got to sponsor the class. Um, but there's no charge, and I provide all the documents and stuff, and we're, we go through this in an eight-hour period, and when you're done, you're going to know everything you need to know and how to do it. Just feed me. Just You, you just got to feed me. That's it. <laughs> so i i never know what i'm if i'm going to be able to eat what i get put in front of me because uh, you know i'm not a seafood guy you start taking squid and all kinds of other stuff in front of me yeah, and that's it yeah, no I'm, no I'm, no, yeah. no fried calamari for john yeah. <laughs> <That's Yeah. true. laughs> you know i was at a, a um, vegetarian restaurant last night because after we do our meetings on sunday we had Wen Wen there, who was the one that's been fighting against the Chinese for a long time and, and on the forced uh, uh, harvesting. Uh, man, they got a real business going on in China, man. They're just... Oh, of organ, organ stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's big time. The Falun Gong and the Uyghurs, they're constantly uh, testing them, you know, regularly every month for their blood types and everything. They can get an organ ready to go, high quality, uh, in four weeks for anybody, whatever you want. It's amazing what they're doing. Yep. Anyway, she's been fighting against it. She, she she didn't know anything about Tiananmen Square. She came over here to go to school, and then she started running into Americans questioning what was going on. And it's quite an interview uh, that we wow. had yesterday. 
and um, she finally realized that she'd been lied to all her life, and that. That's How old possible. is she, John? When when she's I don't know. She's probably in her late thirties, somewhere maybe. Wow. Forties. She looks pretty young. Um, they all do. Yeah, but I got a I got her, uh, some of her information, but it's just amazing. The uh, quality of the recording I got's got a lot of noise and stuff in the background because a lot of people, I don't know, they can't keep their mouth shut. They start talking to their neighbor and stuff from, while they're in the meeting instead of paying attention. But uh, it was a, it was it was a really good meeting. But um, we're kicking butt, man. I'm telling you. Well, I'm stuff. glad to hear it. You better if you're going to cover anything about Hyperfund, you don't have very much time. You might as well jump well, in there. Yeah, if there's any questions, I mean, we've covered it before. Uh, I think the best thing to do is really to explain to people that this is a true membership. You know, as people say, well, you know, when you start talking about being in the cryptoverse, I love this because when we get you into this thing, it's not into the cryptoverse. It's an actual purchase of a membership and you become part of the hypertech company. Your hyperfund is a component of the hypertech group. And what you're there for is to um, become a, a partner with them in the future businesses and the ones that are, they're incubating all the time. I'm all in. Yeah. And, and you know, you, that payment that you get is fixed. There's no money management. There's no investment component. And that's the beauty of it, especially if you listen to the latest Martin Armstrong and Greg Hunter, Greg Hunter interview. It's not a security. It's not a security, and it's not money, and it's not in the focus of the crash of the economy like the rest of the stuff is. It only becomes so when you take the rewards out and you use them and convert them back into a coin, which puts or, them in a secondary market. Or fiat. Well, you're going to convert it to a coin first. You've got to go to USDT. Yep. Then you can convert it to whatever you want to use. So it, it doesn't matter. So you're never, you, you're never at risk for the, uh, the stuff. And when people get the idea and they understand that they can they get three times their rewards that they put in there, and then they can take out these little mini partnerships or memberships, and those get multiplied times three. Into perpetuity. And you just yeah, you just start stacking them, you know, it's just one on top of the other, and they all run concurrently. They all pay the same amount. They all run for six hundred days, and wow. there's no end to it. And it's the ideal thing for people who would like to be able to access the cryptoverse and be able to move in and out of it in a very safe way. You can't get any better protection than the thing being. Uh, you know, vetted by the Federal Trade Commission. The Federal Trade Commission wrote the terms and agreements here. That's one of the big problems that all these other programs out there, well, who are the real people behind it? What's going on? Man, they are totally transparent. They, they got more due diligence information than I've ever seen for any product out there. So um, even the toughest skeptics, once they get it, they can't forget it. <laughs> and, and this is what people need because, you know, they're going to screw with your money. There's no, no doubt about it. They're, they're heading down that direction right now. And I thought that interview with Martin Armstrong yesterday with uh, Greg Hunter was very enlightening about what's going on. Because, you know, Greg is in the middle of all these countries and stuff and what they're trying to do. Um, you mean Martin? You mean Martin? Martin, 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 yeah. It's too uh, bad. I was talking about that earlier. It's pretty obvious from listening to him. He doesn't really understand how the system's structured and worked. That's the problem I have. 
Greg or Martin? Martin. The system's structured, you think? That's really? the impression I get from some of the things he says. I can't give you an exact example. Yeah, I didn't get that impression at all because he's being consulted by all of these. I understand. People. Yeah, I understand. He's got a lot of big, big um, countries that, like I was saying that earlier, that have hired him as a consultant and stuff. But Well, he was instrumental in establishing the euro, for example. Yeah. No, but, this is what I said. Well, what we were talking about today was that he mentioned several times his computer system, Socrates, I think is what they call yeah. it, has right. already said, the, is already showing these guys have lost. Which is something I've been saying for quite a while now. You know, I think he's exactly right. I do too. And especially with what Bannon and the kind of traction that Bannon's been, been getting there on that, uh, on the, you know, the current U.S. side. Uh, and it's very interesting to seeing what's happening. So I think we're in the right spot at the right time. Uh, all the troubles and all the losses and all the angst we, that we've gone through getting involved in this program. I don't think we could have gotten involved with a better group of people because these guys know China. They know what's going on in the world. They are trying to protect their own assets, and that's the whole purpose of creating their own ecosystem where you can survive because this is the same thing that's going on right now that's happening here as people understand it they need to get back in the private and get out of the pink cloud right that's why you set up we're trying to do associations right and you you get yourself back into the private you protect yourself then you protect your money and all these people worried about losing their businesses and stuff can set up these pmas and i've got one of the top experts i'm working with right now from the pizza cookery program uh, I'm telling you, uh, we really have the tools to make a huge difference. I think if they if they do bring it down to the point where um, they really destroy the ability to communicate, period, put us back in the dark ages, that's where it's that's where we're going to have a problem. And that could possibly happen. That might even happen by nature. Now, if they're talking about 5G and, you know, the new Windows 11 that they're already showing commercials for is only going to be installed on approved computers, <laughs> by the way. Well, here comes Linux. Yep. Yep, that's for sure. That's exactly what I thought, too. We're about to end this show right here. If anybody is interested in Hyperfund, if you want to drop me a uh, email at radioranch at mail.com, just put hyperfund in it and i'll shoot it to john he'll send you some information and we'll take it from there all right i'm a few days behind because of all the crap yep, that's going yep, on yep, with yep. Uh, getting, i'll be getting some of that stuff out today too. okay so you're on next with jim so you're going to be talking yep. about more of it jim's back from vacation i guess he's probably on the board with us here and there you are and uh, we just got knocked off the server so that means i'm going to pass it off to you my friend and uh let you go get them and we'll see you about tomorrow and what comes twix now and then all righty roger thank you so much all right thank you guys